spectacular <laughs> background you got there. Well, of course, I'm a cosmic cowboy, so I obviously re reside in the clouds. You you are the cosmic cowboy. All right. Well, hey, Vaughn, welcome back to the program. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, this is the last time we talked about time travel. You don't have any updates on that now, do you? No, no. I've moved on to the new books, you know, uh, which was the manifesting book. And the new newest book is uh, is called uh, Mysterious Messages from Beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, so those kind of like expand on the time travel book mm -hmm. in that it takes consciousness in other places, you know, like listening, mm -hmm. sending messages, being receptive. And then, of course, you know, traveling, you know, out, you know, I mean, I look at beyond space and time and how we send our messages. Mm -hmm. So what I, all of my books are really about consciousness. So I, I've written on dreams, I've written on time, written on message, uh, messages and, and sending messages and receiving messages and, and healing. And it's all about consciousness. It's all the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a one-trick pony. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, have you yourself received messages? Oh, yeah. But from who? Um, well, dead people. <laughs> dead <Whoa>. people. <laughs> Well, I I've, I've received I've, I've received messages from beyond. Mm -hmm. I've received messages that were, I would say, what you would call like cryptic, and then I don't don't know who sent the message, but it like saved my life. You know, I've received those kind of messages. Now those could be like you know those could be divine intervention if you want. I, it could be a an angel whispering in my ear, you know, mm -hmm. or or the Lord Himself. You know, I, I don't I don't doubt that for a moment. All I know is that I, I'm ready to listen. And what I've tried to do is tell people how to prepare themselves to be a better listener. Hmm. Okay, so are you saying that people get messages, but they, they just do. don't listen? They don't always listen. If you're not listening, if, you, if your ears aren't on, you're not going to hear a thing. By, by the way, uh, it, is my sound okay? Because I have a fan running in the background. I could cut it no, it, it sounds it's not coming over very bad over here, so we're 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 okay. we're good there. Well, I mean, I, me personally, uh, I try not to talk to dead people because I don't know if I want to know what they have to say. I mean, are, are they what kind of messages are you get are you getting? Well, you know, I I I have the same opinion. You know, I don't try to contact dead people. You know, and 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 um, I always discourage people from trying to trying to reach the dead. You know, even if it's a loved one you miss, let them move on. You know, you know their time is over. You know, if they want to come to you and say something, let it be ready to listen. Mm -hmm. That's all I ever tell anyone. Well, now there, there to me, there, there's a difference between. Uh, I agree with you, not seeking it out. Let's just yeah. say, but uh, yeah. people have said they've received messages. Now, one yeah. in, one in particular, I want to get to first off because this is one of our from our. Uh, viewers, Tony in Louisiana, said that he he closed a portal in his bedroom closet yep. and he hears knocking and voices. Now, yes. that don't sound like good yes. messages, or are they? Well, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, um, people that play with spirits like that are playing with fire. You know, that's that's kind of dangerous. Opening portals, you know, there are portals. There are portals, definitely. There are portals. I mean, 
in, in my book, Time Shifts, I talked about portals. You'll be walking along and, and suddenly, you know, you know, magnets don't work. You know, everything is screwy. And suddenly you're in a different time and then you're back, you know, mm-hmm. time portals, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, and I understand that. But I also know that there's an element of, let's call it, let's call it what it is, black magic, where people will try to actually summon spirits. They'll actually try to call the dead. They'll try to call, you know, powerful entities from beyond, you know, always, it's always obscure who they are or what they are. Mm-hmm. And, and for that reason, and for that reason, primarily, I say, leave it alone. You don't know what you're playing with. Mm. Oh, well, that sounds like the correct perspective there. By the way, Vaughn, we have on our website uh, two semi-related questions or, or uh, poll questions here. One of them oh. is, if, is uh, have you ever seen or have you, have you ever heard a voice? So people get the answer to that question, and the answers they have is, uh, yes, I heard I heard a voice in my head. No, I never have. Uh, an invisible source spoke. Yes, the voice of God. Uh, yes, I heard a voice from the past. And yes, I heard a voice just before they took me away. And, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> and uh, the, second, the second poll question for today is, if your pet could speak and their choices there are, uh, I saw what you did last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah. same food again. Uh, pick up my poop, human. Uh, stop yeah. with the baby talk. You know how people go, oh, you do, 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 like that. And one says, stop kissing me, ooh. You know, human animal stuff, you know, it's uh, interrelational stuff don't really work. And then another one is, uh, yes, I am plotting against you. As, uh, if the, and the last one is, you're my best friend. So let's take a look in the first poll. Have you yeah. heard a voice? And the respondents say, yes, in my head, 27%. No, I never have 18. And invisible, 18, 18. So about all the same there. And I, I frankly myself have heard a voice. I've over my lifetime, I've heard several voices. Now in all of those cases, that yeah. none of them appeared to be nefarious, and certainly I didn't conjure up the dead uh, or do any incantation, and they usually had to do with some good event uh, or some interaction. Right. So that, so I'm, I'm just saying that is out there. Um, so there you go. Oh, well, let's check the pulp, the pets, if the pets could speak. Cause, cause the reason that's in there, because I think in, in your bio, it says something about messages from pets. Um, all right. So if your pet can speak, 62% says you're my best friend. And then, uh, 12% says the same food again. You know how pets, you're always giving them that same old canned food. I I know. Uh, But I tell you what, now we, we raise chickens. Yeah. And these guys, man, gals, they, every, they get, they, they get, they get, table scraps they get watermelon rinds they get apples they're spoiled man they, they never have the same diet because i figure eating that dry old chicken food so well chicken chicken feed's getting expensive too we we, we raise chickens out here you know yeah. and it's like whoa it's getting real expensive to feed so, the chickens so yeah so so my, our chickens couldn't say the same old food again and start complaining by the yeah, way, yeah 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 by the <laughs> way little tiger from france welcome to the show well so questions come in as we go vaughn but uh so, I love these questions. I really do. And and I think the first one about people hearing this, what was it, 28%? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty constant. You know, it's like usually it's about a fourth of the people will, mm-hmm. will say that they've experienced it. Because a fourth of the people are pretty much open-minded, you know, and they're listening and they're, they're, they're aware, let's say. And, and I don't mean that, you know, in a negative way about people who haven't heard messages. You know, it, it just it just never occurred to them, you know, that there would be messages that you'd have to really listen to, mm-hmm. you know, that, that are like 
let's say nonverbal communications. Now we all get nonverbal communications. We get them from our pets, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and we get them from 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 our ladies too. You know, like all the time. You know, mm-hmm. well, those you know, dirty looks. Dirty looks. But you just, know, yeah. So we're all the time getting nonverbal communications. There's this thing out there uh, that uh, people consider if you if you pray to God, communicate upward that yeah. every, everything's all good. But if you hear from God, all of a sudden you're hearing voices. You you know that's not you know that's not God. I mean, it's almost as if it, it's it's a mode to dissuade you out of that. In other words, it's okay to say something, but if you hear something, there's something wrong with you. By the way, speaking of pets, man, you got a cat running around behind you? Yes, I do. If if your cat could tell you one thing, what would he be saying? Which one is it? Oh, it's a black cat. Well, the black cat is like. It's like, pet me, don't pet my sister. <laughs> they're very jealous of each other. Well, see, when, when I look at cats, I'm, I'm, if I took that poll question, I yeah. would say, yes, I am plotting against you because they, to yeah. me, cats always looking like they're plotting to do something. I mean, Aren't they're, they they're, they're, they're sneaky. They're, they're thinkers, man. You got to watch them. Next yeah. Time, it's, you know they're not they're not quite as loyal as a dog. I tell you that. After the next nuke war, it's not going to be Planet of the Apes. It's going to be Planet of the Cat People. Well, I think so. I think they're going to take over. But yeah. uh, all right, so so you're saying if you have heightened consciousness, yes. then 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 you might be more acute hearing of subtle sounds and yeah. voices. Well, that that sounds reasonable enough. If if one train, it's like if you if you uh, start looking for pennies, you're going to find them. They're out there. A lot of them are out there. Well, that's right. You got you got to look, you know, mm. and you have to look with new eyes and you have to hear with new ears. I mean, I started to think like, you know, what are re- really religious people going to think about this? You know, I, I have a religious background. I really do. And I thought, well, you know, I better I better investigate. Do you know that I found about three dozen references in the Old and New Testament to a, a basically the same statement? You must learn to hear with new ears and learn to see with new eyes. You know, and it's very interesting. You have ears yet you hear not. You know, this is very interesting. So, so it occurred to me if if God did want to speak to you, would you hear Him? Would you? You know, it's a real question. You know, people claim that they hear they hear you know God or they hear angels or you know divine messengers speaking to them do they you know some do and some don't well how come some do and some don't i I think that's really really odd i would suggest some people are better listeners and this is a different kind of listening by the way this is not listening with your ears you're not gonna there's it's not gonna come over on a on a megaphone you know it's not gonna be on a truck you know with a, a blaring the messages that goes down the road it's going to be just because here's the thing: these are messages, mysterious messages, and they're they're aimed at a party of one. They're aimed at you. They're a very private message, and that's why they're not verbal. That's why they're not auditory. You see. Hmm. So how do you, how do you train yourself? I mean, yeah, you, you have to go within. So I always tell people: there's there's the you that you see on the outside, and there's a you on the inside. You have to go inside to find the true self, the the inner self that dwells within. Okay. That is, that is your spirit, right? We okay. all have one. All right. Connection That's true. To the, the the soul, and 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 
you have to activate that level of consciousness. You have to learn to operate on a spirit level. Now, I don't mean like floating around like some ghostly figure, but you have to develop a new sense of awareness that that exceeds the five physical uh, uh, senses. Mm. Well, I was looking at uh, uh, in the First Kings nineteen, mm-hmm. uh, King James version. It says, uh, yeah. "It says uh, the Lord was not in the in the wind, and yeah. after the wind an earthquake, yeah. but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after yeah. the earthquake a fire, but the yeah. Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice." Yeah. And so it seems to me that people are waiting for gigantic messages from yeah. the yes. other side, from God, but maybe they should be considering that still small voice that may be speaking to them right now. Boy, I think you've got it. You know, we have to be ready to listen, you know, and there are people who do listen, you know, and, and they and, and they do receive messages. And sometimes they're very insightful. They're, they're almost always very personal. Uh, if not personal, they're, their messages as to what you should be doing with your life. I mean, they're very important messages, mm-hmm. and they're very private messages. They're very personal messages. Do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel, Vaughn, that you're on path where you should be? I sure trying to be. Hey, that's a good. That's a good question. But let me say the the viewers that are watching. We on the website. We have the the live chat on the left side. If you feel like you are on the correct path, just put a yes. Or a no, real simple in there, and I'll kind of relay it to Vaughn on, on that. All right, Rose has a question. Says Vaughn, I had an alien encounter, and the alien, I believe, opened a porthole. Do you think aliens can open portals? Well, I, I wouldn't put it past him. You know, I've personally never met an alien that I know of. Mm-hmm. Now, now they say that they could be walking down the street, and I wouldn't know them. Or they could be, you know, slithering around and I wouldn't know them, riding in bushes. I just have never personally had, you know, I've seen, I have seen UFOs, you know. Um, yeah, but they have not come into my life. They haven't spoken to me. I understand that some people have had alien encounters. I don't, I don't doubt that for a minute. Um, and I don't doubt for a minute that they have communicated with people. Mm-hmm. So, but going back to my earlier book, Time Shifts, and looking ahead to the book I'm working on now that will come out this fall on, on, on uh, lucid dreams, you know, th- there is a possibility that aliens could be speaking to us from another time and place. Mm-hmm. That is to say that these aliens could be us in the future or they could be us in the past, you know, because out now outside, out, outside the physical realm, mm-hmm. in this world of spirit that we're talking about, uh, there is a timelessness, um, and it allows people to cross the dimension of what we call the time barrier, uh, beyond time, beyond space, I think that all the time people are getting messages from the past and the future, and some of those could be coming from mm-hmm. from us or people just like us. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here, here's something that's deeply personal to me. Yeah, I will share on this show. Um, 
my mom died when I was two, and so I never knew her. And recently, to my surprise, there was a there was a treasure trove of letters, which I in fact just got today and had had a chance to go through them. But the odds are that I am going to get a message somewhere in those letters yeah. from my mom who I never met. A literal, a literal message. And my, my brother who, who got these this Trevor Show told me that yeah. there will be definitive information in there yeah. that that I that I that I would be that I will probably be deeply spoken to. By the way, somebody in the live chat said uh, that uh, God doesn't make appointments, and I, I guess you could have to use right, that. <laughs> right. He's way beyond appointments. When uh, he wants to talk to you, he'll talk to you. Well, I, you. I would say that that needs to be me- measured just a tad, because in fact, the Bible says specifically it's appointed unto man wants to die, and after that, judgment. So he does make appointments, and I. You know, maybe maybe it's a matter of semantics there on on that there. Oh, by the way, uh, my, our question: Are people on the light, right path? Kentucky girl says yes, I'm on the right path. Uh, our moderator Jay says I'm on the right path, and uh, Starry wow. Sky says yes. And I guess being on the, on when you're on, when you know you're on the right path, you're protected. So there's a good question, Vaughn. If you're on the wrong path, do nefarious things happen to you until you straighten up and get back on the path? Well, friends out there, if you're on the wrong path. Cheer up because you can always you can always find your way again. Mm. You know this is the beauty of it. You know this is why we live. This is why the path is long and the path is winding. You know I was I walked up a mountain today. It wasn't a very big mountain, but it was a winding winding path. There were lots of different trails you could get <clears> lost on. You know, and I I think that life is like um, you know we call it the hero's journey. You know, like uh, the like Odysseus. You know, looking for Ithaca. You know. He's out there sailing, you know, the lost Odysseus or Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz. All of these stories, you know, are like profound stories of a hero's journey of discovery. And, and I think that myths tell us great truths that, we, that need to be told in a story form. And, and, and one of them is the hero's journey. I think the point is that every one of us is on a hero's journey. There's an inner hero inside you, and this is your your special connection. And this is the path you should be on. Now, on this path that we're on, if you want to call it a spiritual path or a path of discovery or your life path, it is a path that every one of us is on, but some of us like sit down like I did on the, on the trail today and going up the mountain because I was tuckered out, right? So I sat down. And people pass me. And it's like, well, you know, I'm not making much progress on the path, am I? You know, some people get waylaid or they take a mis- misturn, you know, or they get they get lured away by someone saying, oh, come on over here, try this path. You know, so we're all on this path, but we don't all travel it in the same way, at the same pace, and with the same results. But we're all, we're all, the, all on this path. And what it is... It is it is a path of self discovery and spiritual insight and and learning and growth and and along the way we have challenges and we have opportunities and we learn from them. I mean everyone is familiar with the hero's journey, but I I think that people don't see themselves as a champion in their own life. And this is really important. I think to to entertain this idea that you are your own inner champion. 
So you're saying inside the cosmic cowboy is a hero? That's right. And 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 when you take that all the way to the extreme, my friend, then you say that the the darkest hombre out there is also potentially a hero, a champion, but he just hasn't found his way hmm. or her way. Well, what if this dark person, uh, say, blows up a building, kills all kinds of people? Oh, uh, if he yeah. if he doesn't get his message right, what happens to him? Yeah, yeah, Ted Kaczynski. I, I'm I'm sure that the Oklahoma City bomber thought he was doing something good. They're just confused people, you know. They're just sadly confused people, you know. And whether they're, I think they're not listening, because I think that the truth is in the wind, you know. The truth is in the fire. Because mm. in the so, fire and in the wind is the voice of God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. So the the uh, spiritual guidebook says that yeah. God is not the author of confusion. And you just said yeah. that the people that do really yeah. evil things are confused. So that tells you right there the messages that they're getting are not from God because his message is not confusion. I guess if you get messages from God, you're going to get a clear understanding of what that message is, of some clear direction. But if you're if you get a message, let's say that's dubious, it's doubtful, that seems to... You know, like uh, a message that says to you, you know, your neighbor, you know, hit your fence and, and or nicked your tree with a lawnmower or whatever, you know, and yeah. and that that's a bad neighbor. I mean, you begin to think hostile yeah. thoughts. And that's yeah. not a mess. That's not that's not a good message to be getting, would it be? Well, yeah, it's not a good message to be getting. But but you have to sort out what is the real message. You know, the message is that, you know, I need to. I need to work things out with my neighbor. You know, maybe that's the message, you know. So I think the confusion comes to where we're trying to communicate, you know, and trying to be good receivers and analyze the information. And when we're only listening with our physical ears, we're only processing things with our brain, our little pea brains. We're only limited to the frame of reference, the people we know and our opinions <clears throat> about them. And we get terribly confused. And that's why I always say go within, you know, and, 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 and let spirit guide you because I think the inner you, the true self that dwells within your, your consciousness, your spirit mm-hmm. self, is more able to analyze these situations mm-hmm. purely rather than simply playing them off on your own uh, mental memories and and a frame of reference, which can be very confusing. So yeah. I think to answer your question, I think that I think that the message isn't wrong. I think that the the messenger isn't wrong. I think the receiver needs to be tuned, and that's yeah. us. Yeah. Well, see, what I what I'm suggesting is you you could be uh, tuned into the wrong channel because I, I believe there's. Ah, yeah. Well, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah. Now, so you know, this is very serious consideration. So. So, I mean, you have to be getting good information, right? If you're not getting good information, you know, I mean, I was guided by a couple of interesting books. And these are old books that are over 100 years old. One was Thought Forms and Thought Power. And I had some other books on the consciousness to guide me. Uh, a lot of books have been written on consciousness. And, and usually they boil down to the, the message goes out. Well, I mean, there's three parts. I mean, there's, there's the sender, there's the message, and you know the conveyance method, 
and then there's the receiver. Now, if if the if the message falls on deaf ears, it's not heard. If it's if it isn't understood, it's not processed. So there are many messages that we receive uh, in this form that are like non 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 uh, physical messages, mm -hmm. not nonverbal, mm -hmm. uh, non auditory or, or, messages, or, silent or, messages, or, or non yeah. non non local messages too. As non well. non local messages yeah. that that we don't process. We you know in communication we use the term um, uh, processing the information and, and and making it a part of us, and 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 it, it doesn't then become part of you mm -hmm. because it doesn't it doesn't feel right. So. Mm -hmm. If you get these odd messages that just don't make sense to you or don't feel right or don't register as, as, as right to you, then you're not going to process it, you know. And it's and you, then you don't internalize the message. The key is internalizing the message. Mm. Yeah. And when you internalize the message, then the, the person who hears the message becomes the message or he that hath an ear let him hear the, the, holy, right. the holy the holy right. the, the holy writ says god speaketh yeah. once yea he speaketh twice and it's a matter of kings to search a matter out so it seems to me that again we we are getting messages and yeah. we need to probably decipher a little bit more yeah because uh, i i just don't think it's i just don't think it's like you know spiritual gurus walking around no, no, walking no, on no. coals, getting messages because they burn themselves or cut themselves. I don't think it. I don't think it goes like that. But we got never. Vaughn, uh, we, we got more questions coming okay. in, so let's go ahead and get one. Yeah. Um, Australian Ben says history makes heroes of ordinary people through their personal sacrifice during times of adversity. True or false? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're, we're we're called to 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 great moments. This becomes then part of your hero's journey. Oh, okay. And uh, here's um. Uh, from Kentucky Girl, she said, Vaughn, have you had any wonderful supernatural experiences? Well, the, the one thing that happened to me, I always like to tell the story. I was working at a book publisher in Illinois, and I hadn't been there very long, and the phone rang. And um, I pick up the phone, and a man in a very thick accent, as though he were calling from India, uh, and it sounded very, very old, is speaking to me, but but even though this this goes back to where we had landlines, what I thought was then a long distance call from India from an old man was clear as a bell, as though he were right in the room with me. He called and he told me that he wanted to take me on a lightning tour of India, that it would change my life forever. He'd show me things, and I said, "Well, that's very kind of you." I said, "But I have this job here, you see, and." Um, are you sure you're calling for me? I mean, I, who are you? He never answers who he is. He just he keeps on going about, he wants me to t take me on this lightning tour of India. Did I tell this story last time I was on your show? Uh, no, I don't recall it. Okay. So, I mean, this had a profound effect on me, actually, because because he called again. And he says the same thing, you know. And I said, well, who are you? I, I think you're calling for my, my predecessor, Clarence, you know. He was the one that, you know, ran this publishing company. I'm, I'm the new guy. I don't think he meant to talk to me. And he didn't seem to acknowledge the, anything I was saying, except he did say, I, I am, I'm calling for you, sir, because I want you to go with me on this lightning tour of India. And I want to show you things that will open your eyes. And it will change your life forever. 
And I said, well, I, you know, I, I just, you know, I said, I can't, I can't do this. This is very kind of you. Once again, who are you and why are you calling me? So he calls me again. And, but before he calls me again, I go over to the other building <laughs> across the street. And there we have a switchboard operator that when somebody calls long distance and wants to speak to somebody in such and such department, she would switch you over to your office, right? And I said, did you switch over a guy, you know, last Tuesday and in the, in the, in the Friday before that, he called in the afternoon, really thick accent, sounded really old as though he were calling from India and he wanted to speak to me. She says, nobody like that called one. That man must have called you directly. I said, well, how would he have my extension number? I'm new. So, you know, and I asked people over there, did you, were you playing a trick on me? You know, I asked everybody that I thought might have, might have been able to muster up this accent, you know. I didn't ask like little children or, you know, little old ladies, but people that might have faked the accent. And they all looked at me like I was bonkers. So, you know, I got the third call. And the third call is the same thing. And he goes on and on. I want you to come with me on this lightning tour of India. And and I said, I cannot do it. I thank you so much. I don't know who you are. You must be calling for Mr. Pedersen. I, you know, I knew here. And he said, if you cannot come with me, sir, on my lightning tour of India, then I will tell you one more thing that will change your life forever. I want you to learn to meditate be in the early morning light outdoors beside running water. Get very quiet and still, and you will move in the light. He said, you should try this, sir. It will change your life forever. So he didn't call again. So I, I went out there. I got my bicentennial blanket, and I went out there and spread this big old yellow bicentennial blanket beside this fountain we had in the back uh, grounds. And there was a fountain, there was running water, and I get there in the early morning because it's like late summer, and I do this several mornings, and it's really profound. It is really special to do something like that in the early morning beside the water. And I'm thinking, you know, this guy's pretty sharp. I wonder who the heck he was. And it's an old Indian guy who's just really wise, and he, he does these tours of India, and Maybe he's famous. So we had a bookstore on the first floor of our of our publication building. And I went down there and I asked the bookstore manager, where are the books by people from India that I could I could look at, you know, on like a meditation? And she said, they're all down there. She said, all the good ones are down there. I said, well, I don't want to look at the wackos, these, these fly-by-night people trying to make a buck. I want to look at the real thing. So she says, well, then you go right down there. She, she points me in a direction. And I walk back there, and there's a book face out. Face out, like it's waiting for me. And it's on one of those little book stands. Mm -hmm. And, it, and it's, it's a book on meditating in the early morning light. Wow. It is an Indian name. I won't say his name. And I flip the book over because I like to read the back cover. Who is this guy? Who's this guy saying all this stuff? And I read it, and he says he's famous for his lightning tours of India, which he would always conduct in late August or early September. He would take people through India. 
and show them things, the river, river Ganges and everything. And then at the very end, it said um, that that he he had this technique for meditating in the early morning light. Wow. And, and at the end, at the bottom, it said where he was born in India. And then it said when, where, when he was when he was born and then it said when he died this man had died before he called me and there's not any doubt in my mind that this is the man who called me now that changed my life because I got involved in hospice and I started working with people getting them to meditate in morning light with running water I would you know I had a friend um, named Deb. I remember she was dying and we put her in a hospice program and we had to move her bed a little bit so that the morning light would come through the window and shine on her bed and I put a little water fountain you know next to her you know one of those little models on on the desk just beside her bed mm-hmm. and we did this we, 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 we started meditating in this early morning light beside water. And it changed her. It changed her to where, you know, I went in and I said to the head nurse, I said, Deb's going to be just fine. She's going to walk out of here. She said, Vaughn, nobody walks out of here. I said, Deb will. Deb will. Now, now that man really changed my life. Now, you know, maybe this doesn't mean anything to anyone else, but the message that he gave me changed my life forever Mm. now that was a message mysterious message from Mm. beyond wow very 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 interesting i um you mentioned about early uh i know in the proverbs 8 17 it says i love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me so there is something about getting up early and start and start doing some some seeking but let me absolutely is because the light is special and, and and the light is is the extension. The the, the light represents um, I think it represents God. So here here's a here's an experience I had. Um, I was uh, in, in my hometown and uh, I was uh, driving around with my wife and all of a sudden I had this clear unction. I call it unction. It wasn't a voice, uh-huh. a clear unction, and I said we need to give a random gift to somebody today. Wow. I told her that. I didn't know where to come from. I didn't hear a voice this time. I have heard voices, and we, I can get in that later if we want to. Um, yeah. But uh, so people don't report me to the psych ward just yet. But so I heard a, a, a clear, I mean, a clear unction, compelling. It was compelling. I said, well, we've got to do that. But, and she said, well, we've got to make a stop first. And she said, well, let's go to the, the Hallmark store in our local yeah. town. And so we went to the Hallmark store. This is right after I told her that. And so we're looking at Vera Bradley purses. And I'm thinking, hey, you know what? I, I would look good with that one right there. So there's Vera Bradley purses on one side, Vera Bradley backpacks on the right side. And in the middle, there was a book open on, wow. on, a, on a stand. Yeah. And I looked down at the book. And it says, it said, give a random gift to somebody today. That's it. I kid you not. And That's so it. now. See, that message, that was the message meant just for you. 
it, obvious. I mean, I can't dispute that. I can't dispute that. What's the? I mean, if you say it was next day, next week, yeah, whatever. Yeah. What was? Why was there a book in the Vera Bradley purse section? Yeah, and there's, um, there's, you there's know, no meaning, meaningless coincidence. I mean, this so is this who is gave the message? This profound. So we're we're, we're what was what, who gave the message? Well, that's it. We don't always know who the messenger is. Hmm. You know, but I think if the message is good. You know, I think we should be grateful. Okay. Okay. All right. We can't always see the messenger. Okay. Our poll numbers have changed here. Have you heard a voice? Check this results out. 27% now say they heard it in their head. Uh, And and then the rest of them, all all ties. I don't really know what that number is. I haven't. An invisible source. I've had invisible sources speak to me. I believe I've heard the voice of God too as well. And then a voice from the past. Nobody says they took them away for hearing voices, and, and that's good. So we don't want to, we don't want, uh, we don't want our people, our viewers, to be going to the psych ward because I don't think good things happen there. But so I mean, I, I mean, I personally think that every one of us has a, an assigned guardian angel, and if you're not listening for your guardian angel, you're not going to hear anything. So what's the point? Hmm. Um. So how does a guardian guardian angel speak to us? Does he speak to our I, mind? Is that is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it plants thoughts in our mind. It's, it's kind of like um, plants an idea or an impression. And and I think that it's important to, to consider that your guardian angel isn't going to make choices for you. It's not going to like pull you out of the fire necessarily. It's not going to like you know like uh, answer big questions for you because that's for you. You know mm-hmm. that you know, that would be interfering in your life. Mm-hmm. Y- you know you need to live your life. And, and this is a life challenge that we're all going through. But I think that the guardian angel is there to give inspiration and, and thoughts to you. So, but, but there again, this is very subtle. So if you're getting, if you're getting information that's this subtle, you need to really listen. Okay, so, so using what I, that my, my personal story as the, the example, yeah. did I hear my own voice or did I hear somebody else that was using my voice to make it think it was coming from my own self? Wow, that's a really good question. You know, and and I could I could see people line up lining up on both sides of this. Mm, yeah, um, I understand. I don't I don't know in your in your case I don't know. It could be but either. I, I, you know, I I do think that our 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 inner self is wiser. I think that that's the part of you that's eternal. I think it's the part of you that's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, tuned in and aware. And, and, um, and it, and it probably, it could have been, it could have been you yourself speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, but, but I don't rule, it, rule that out. It, it almost seems likely that maybe it wasn't because I consider the open book passage. Yeah. The, the confirmation yeah. A confirmation of that 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 unction, and or one might say a premonition. But here's a good question from Bear, who gives our Bear report every week of good news. He says, "What's the difference between a message and a premonition?" Wow. Well, a premonition would be that you would you, you would be like seeing into the future. You know, like people who have um, profound dreams, you know, lucid dreams, will often have a uh, uh, premonitions in their dreams and they'll 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 know maybe not with total accuracy but they'll they'll have an idea 
what the future holds before it ever ever comes to pass. And 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 um, did it, that did I answer the question? Yeah. So yeah. Um, <coughs> so w w it seems like there's a difference in, in the sexes. The w women they have sort of like uh, their women's intuition. But you yeah, never, you never yeah. hear, you never hear men's intuition. Well, yeah. So, so women seem uh, how, to be tuned into this this uh, idea of like a, they call it intuition, but it's like a sixth sense, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a psychic awareness. This is just another way of saying, you know, uh, uh, an awareness, you know. And and I think this is a gift of the spirit. It's something that dwells within each one of us, but it's not it's not activated, you know. It's not utilized by many of us. So, are women more capable of hearing these messages? Probably. What are women more capable I'm trying to get you in trouble here, you know. No, no, I'll, 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 I'll give it up. You know, it's like, yeah, they are, the, they are the greater sex. We just work for them, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what about the lost pets? How do lost they, pets. Yeah. So, lost pets will call out to you. And, and this and this happens to people from time to time that even people that are are are, are um, uh, loved ones or, or, or friends or the children or something or a spouse they'll be in trouble and they'll be far far away and you just know automatically they're in trouble because they're calling out to you it's like a it's like an emergency telegram that you're getting you know an emergency fax. And it's like sent like from them to you, point A, point, point A to point B. This is my message to you. You know, they don't need a telephone. <laughs> they don't need, a, you know, a fax machine. They don't need a computer to send an email. Mm -hmm. They just send that, that, that message to you. Now, we call that like sixth sense or like a telepathy. But this is, once again, it's like sending thought forms that are not verbal. I like the I like the story in the Holy Writ about uh, I think it's it uh, Balaam's donkey and Balaam mm. is riding his donkey and he's trying to go somewhere but the donkey sees a, a fierce angel in front of him so he stops and yeah. Balaam gets all upset starts beating the donkey well at that yeah. point God revealed what that animal donkey was saying and and start the donkey start talking to him so why are you hitting me man there's an angel right there and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> So, I mean, we we got to watch because it seems that animals would try to talk to us if they if, if their vocal cords were released if they, if they could. So, I think we really need to watch how we how we do treat the animals. Well, you know, some people do think that they try to communicate to us telepathically because now if you look at two dogs, they won't like bark at each other. Two cats, they won't necessarily scream at each other. You know, horses, they will not talk to each other. They communicate non-verbally. You know. So I think that there is, um, they they're able to like send these nonverbal messages better than we are. Yeah. And and probably at one time, you know, before we developed such a vocabulary and such a an ability to articulate verbally, we probably had this ability too. Mm. I mean, I, I've seen so many videos of say a, a pet owner would have a dog and maybe all of a sudden they'll get a cat or something. Yeah. And and then the the dog will throw a fit, you know, yeah. very yeah. moody and depressed, and, and and you can clearly see the dog is saying, "I don't like it. I thought I was it, but now I got to share my life with this thing coming in the house." So yeah. there is, I mean, so that that 
that says that it is the animal is a sentient being. It has a consciousness and it has feelings. And but let's move it on down. So yeah. if we and we know about the elephants, how that when an elephant dies, they have what's literally called a funeral procession, yes. and they're crying. There are tears as they single file walk. To, I mean, it's crazy. But but do do bugs? I, I really like where you're going with this. I really, really do, because I, I also believe that I think all animals are sentient. I think that we've 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 sold them all short. We we think that we're so much better than they are, but really, are we? I mean, birds can communicate really well within a huge flock, and and, and everybody gets the message at once. It's remarkable. And as you say, you know, elephants will remember. You know. And, and, and different animals like, like deer, they'll always travel the same path over and over and over. You know, it's like, it's like they have, a, they have a, something that we really don't have. You know, they, it's like they communicate better, mm-hmm. you know. When, when, I, know, I know there's a certain political strategy that says we shouldn't eat meat and we should just eat bugs and stuff. I mean, I, I, I can understand some part of that. But I, I saw a video one time, was, I believe it was from Europe, where this farmer, uh, he couldn't afford his cattle anymore. So he's, I think he yep. sold them off to, to this, uh, maybe a meat processing company or something. So the truck's pulling up. The yeah. cattle are getting in line, and they're videotaping this. And yeah. so they're just kind of being headed toward the gate where they're going to be taken away. But yeah. at the very last second, either either the guy changed his mind selling them, or somebody came in and, and, and bought them, or I don't know what happened. At that exact moment, when that happened, the video shows that they closed the gate and the, the cows went leaping across. All of them did. They were leaping for joy as they were crossing yeah. that, that pasture. I thought, I can't even believe I'm watching this. These, these, these cattle are, yeah. are demonstrating joy that they didn't yeah. get taken off and killed. I think that's true. You know, cattle, you know, if you heard anyone who's heard, tried to herd cattle, you know, they, they seem to understand what you're thinking, what you want of them. They, they, they can read you really, really well. And that's true of a lot of animals, you know, like my vet always says, when you take your pet in, don't don't tell your pet what you're going to do or even think about it. Or if you're going to give medicine to your pet, don't, don't even think about it uh, because they'll pick it up. They'll pick up on it. They can just pick up on our thoughts. They're thought readers. Wow. But but I, but I, I think that, you know, I mean, I mean, I thought a lot about this idea of like, you know, vegetarianism and not eating meat because these are conscious animals and you know we see we see like some animals are extremely intelligent like like dolphins and elephants and and so forth but you know i think that all life all all of life everything that's living has some consciousness to it you know and and whether you want to call that sentience or not i mean i argued in a previous book that Plants are sentient, and here's and here's where I, I I I make that statement. You know, they've done experiments where they'll take plants and they'll they'll put them in a dark room, and the plants, if they have the ability to send out runners quickly enough, they'll actually send the runners toward the light. They just know where the light is. You know, it's like we don't always know where the light is, and I always think this is the greatest thing we need to learn. I think there's light everywhere in the world, mm. but we can't always find it well plants can and i think that that indicates you know and and like the secret life of plants was a book that um uh, a study of, of of working scientifically with plants 
to find out how, how, how aware they are, how well they communicate. It would take one plant, take it a, a mile down the road, and they would strap it up to electrodes. And, and the plant a mile away, its twin plant, would, would react to it. You know, they've also done the thing with the same experiment with eggs. I mean, just eggs in a carton that you go to the store and buy. These are probably not from the same chicken or even the same hen house, but these are eggs that have been in the same carton. And one egg would be strapped to electrodes and a mile away, the, the egg that sat next to it in the carton is responding emotionally. I mean, by that I mean, they put them up on a, what do you call it? Uh, lie detector and they can measure their emotional reaction response. So I, I think that I think that all of life, and so, so you say, well, I'm going to eat just a plant-based diet, you know. I think, you know, they're just probably as, 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 as sentient and conscious as, so, as, as anything. We just don't understand how they operate. So, so I have this cherry tree, who's never bore any fruit, and I had a discussion with it not too long ago, and I flat out told this tree, I said you don't start producing cherries you're done so he hasn't answered back yet so I'm, I'm waiting to see if next spring that that happens but the threat to end his life is there we're going to see if that if that cherry tree responds uh, here's from peter yeah. from australia it says vaughn how is the gift of hearing activated or cultivated yeah well yeah i do have the exercise in the book it's a little hard in a podcast like this to to go through it, but it's like these are basically exercises to uh, learn to be quiet and listen, to go to dwell within, to tune out your 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 physical body, to kind of like relax your mind, to go to to go deep within yourself, and to listen, and 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 uh, listening, you know, on a spirit level, to 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 voices that maybe coming your way. I, I think that a lot of like creative people, like artists, musicians, um, artists, writers uh, have this ability. They, they're, they're able to listen and pick up on things. Many people report when, when they write that they, they get insight by being very quiet, getting very quiet and listening. Mm. And there, you know, there was a, a wonderful series of books by um, Helene Kareen and and others, and they've written on the idea that the great composers of, of, of music um, have been extremely, extremely good listeners. You oh. know, they would get into a mode where they'd listen, and it was almost like they were listening to music outside of them. Sister, or, what you said when you were talking there, I, just, I was just thinking of uh, uh, Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles, and it says, Turn off your mind, relax and float downstream. Uh, lay all your, lay down all your thoughts, surrender to the void. Now I don't know if I want to surrender to any kind of void, but uh, it did say in a more upbeat thing. It says that you may see the meaning within that love is all and love is everyone. So, I mean, when yeah. it comes, when it comes, when you're when you're heading towards love, however you get there, whatever yeah. vehicle gets you there, even if it's in a context of something that you would disagree with if it's still getting somebody to love i think love's love is the answer bon i'm, I'm sorry love love, love love is love is the answer yeah. as the beatles said love is but all you need love is all you need 
But, you know, a lot of people confuse other things with love, and that's, of course, a very sad thing. True love. So have you, exper have you experienced true love? I'm not sure that I have. I've always looked for it. You know, I think true love asks for nothing and gives everything. Wow. That's what would That's be my profound. definition of love. That's profound. That's that would be what I would. That I statement would, right there should just bring the universe to just send you the love of your life right now. <laughs> I mean, so so here we're all about love here. Let's go back to the, the live chat. Anybody in the live chat, have you experienced true love? Just a yes or no, real quick in there, and then they'll they'll hear this here in a second, and then hopefully some people respond yes or no on on that one there. So, uh, but that is something we're seeking. Uh, I just think that if, if if your life is filled with good things, or you're trying to make your life that way, I don't want to I don't I want to go down to the law of attraction. And a lot a lot of people believe in that, but I think there is something good that can come about. Well, it, it it worries me how a lot of people they they want to dedicate their life to making somebody else's life more wonderful. You know, they become subservient to them. You know, and and love doesn't ask that of any of us. You know, I mean, you have to be whole in order to give anything away. You know, you have to love yourself and be healthy and whole enough to give something to someone else, mm -hmm. it seems to me. Okay, we've already got some re re replies in the live chat about true love, yes, from uh, Jade. Antivirus is yes, Kentucky Girl, yes. Old grumpy army veteran, good thing he's got some true love. he he got some of that going on. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I never got much of that in the army, but, but that, that's but, good but, him. Yeah. But your character is, is really positive on my mind. Didn't you say that you, you work in hospice? Yes. Oh, that... The, the the love in your heart, Vaughn, that 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 is that that right there is is exemplary of that. It's it's that is the outlet. How long did you what how long did you work in a hospice, sir? Well not very long. I mean I lived in Oregon when we were starting a one of the first hospices out there and it was um it was kind of a pioneer program and mm -hmm. and I was kind of in on the the ground floor of that and then when I lived in, in Minnesota, I worked with, um, uh, what was it, the, um, the, the, the Hawthorns. This was a Catholic society, uh, Rose Hawthorne, who was a sister of Nathaniel Hawthorne. She discovered a person dying once when she lived in New York City, and she asked the city whether she and her friend could try to nurse them to help. And so they became like, you know, like uh, instant nurses without any training. And then they asked the Dominican sisters whether they could become an order. Well, that, that formed the, the, the order of the, uh, known informally as the Hawthorns. And the Hawthorns have gone throughout the country starting these hospice programs. And, and I worked with one of those when I was in um, Minnesota. That was, that was pretty amazing. That's where my friend Deb ended. ended. I went to, I, I, we, 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 went, we went to visit a hospice at a, at a, local hospital there and you know i'm always uh and I, I like how you said that you you said that this one particular person was coming out of there yeah. and um I, the, just that kind of positive message whether whether it happens or not i think when you go in there you've got to believe that that this is not the end that there's no. always as long as you're alive there's a miracle 
there's a chance for a miracle. And, uh, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, that's what uh, Sister uh, Luke, who was the head nurse there at the Hawthorne um, Hospice, told me. She said, the, the job of everybody here is to die. And I thought, geez, what a crazy thing to say. And, and now I think, like, what a what an amazing thing to say, because it's like a transition. You have to get your head wrapped around that transition. And a lot of people have a hard time, I think, dealing with death. And it's just a transition. Hmm. All right, we got somebody in, in the live chat saying about the true love question. Somebody put, it's complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> now, that is funny. All right, how many, how many in, the, in the live chat, is Vaughn going to find true love? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna speak or, it or, or or in terms of communication, would he know it if he found it? <laughs> right, right. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna speak it into into your life. And uh, Jade, our, our moderator, says, speaking of hospice, Vaughn, what happens to the soul when someone is in a coma? Oh my gosh, that's a really good question. Well, I I think that your soul can never be lost because a your soul is your divine connection to the great soul. Mm-hmm. the one soul. And and I think that no matter how you die or, or how suddenly or how how confused your state might be when you die, that your soul leaves. So it is possible that when you're in a coma, your soul then begins to cross over, you see? And and and, and then your in this kind of state of, I don't want to say limbo because that had connotations, but you're, 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 you're in a coma, but I, I think that your divine connection is probably already kind of like checking out the new digs, so to speak, and then realizing whether it's time to leave or not time to leave. You know, I think a lot of people who have had, let's say, near-death experiences or, or been, you know, out of it, you know, been unconscious, they would report that they had moments when they seemed to be crossing over, you know, leaving this this earth, and 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 then determining determining whether it was time for them or not time for them. So mm-hmm. I think that very likely when you're in a coma, your soul might be migrating. Is what I'm saying. So are you are you saying that when you when you're in a coma you might get a glimpse of where you're heading? A, a glimpse of where you're headed, you know. People say, you know, you go to the light, you, you follow the light. Mm-hmm. Once again, I think the light represents God. Mm. Um. So in we, we talked about uh, guardian spirits, lost pets. What about loved ones miles away? Yes, loved and miles away. This is a good one. So I have a whole chapter on this in the book, Mysterious Messages, because loved one miles away will send you messages. They'll be thinking of you intently, and they'll send you messages. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and it'll just be burning in you. It's, I know, I'm, I know what they're going through. You know, they're going through a lot of anxiety. Yeah, or they're going through a lot of pain, or 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 they're thinking of me. You know, or people that are lost. You know. You know they'll be sending you messages. I think this happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's not always like the dead talking to you or or angels talking to you or God speaking to you or or a, or aliens even. I mean it could be 
your pet, or it could be a loved one miles away, simply thinking of you. How many people out there have had this experience? You just know the phone's going to ring and someone's thinking about you. And it rings, and it is exactly who you thought was calling. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know uh, exactly what uh, that, that happened to me. I, I was mm. thinking of somebody, and the phone rang. It's like you just yep. can't you just can't believe it when it happens, but it, yep. it does happen. In fact, let me ask people in the live chat, uh, have you had that happen to you where you thought of somebody, all of a sudden that phone rings, and yeah. uh, we'll go from there. Um, so we, when you say you get messages from people miles away, I guess messages can take any, any kind of form. Yeah. What determines a message from a coincidence? Coincidence. I I don't believe in coincidence. I think that everything is like um, what's the term synchronous synchronicity mm-hmm. in that it is the the creation's way of telling you something is important. Pay attention. So when something like that happens, it seems like whoa, what a coincidence. No, it was to it was to catch your attention. It's like you going in and, 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 and seeing something in the store right just after you had the thought of that of that thing that you saw in the store. And then you say, Whoa, what a coincidence. No. You know, it is synchronicity. It's like it's 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 like the it's like creation telling you, No, you should be thinking about this. This is important. This is a message for you. Mm-hmm. So we get these messages all the time, you know, but we don't always pay attention. Mm. I always look for them to happen like three times in succession, right? Boom, boom, boom. Then I know it's like, oh, you know, something or someone's trying to get my attention. Mm. I should be alert. Well, I think I think life is much more active than we give it credit for of what's actually going on. I mean, yeah. uh, the spiritual guidebook says, you know, he's aware of every bird that falls to the ground. He 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 knows the number of hair on your head, and he knows the names of all the stars. And Vaughn, I don't know if you checked recently, but there's a heck of a lot of stars out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, what, well, of course, of course he does because it, we're all divinely interrelated and interconnected. We're all one. Hmm. All right, all right. So we did get a couple of replies here uh, in the live chat about did you have you have you thought of somebody in the and get the phone call. Somebody said, yep, many times. So is there is there a, a, a lifestyle uh, choice? We were talking about, somebody asked earlier, you know, what are the exercises, you know, how do you build that up? But is, is there a lifestyle to where you can actually move your life by paying attention to messages? Is there Are there enough messages coming I, to I, us? I think that people need to learn to meditate. Now, you can look at this as like, a spiritual uh, quiet time when you go within yourself and listen. Uh, and you can go uh, into a, a deep a mode of listening. But you need to learn to meditate. Meditation is very important for every one of us because we, we need to become in touch with our inner self, our inner consciousness. It is, is, is meditation the same as praying? Yes, exactly the same. Hmm. It's just, we're just talking about different choices of words, you know. So you get little books on 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 your daily prayers. They're often called daily meditations. It's all the same. So so if a person says my life is like a roller coaster, is that because yeah. they're not paying attention to the messages? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. 
because you see the way synchronicity works is is in in the cosmic sense you're always getting input saying look at this look at this pay attention here's the message put put it right in your face and then if you don't if you don't pay attention you'll get the same message and if you don't pay attention to that message you'll get it really in your face or maybe it'll be slightly different next time because you didn't pay attention the previous two times and you keep getting this input and these are like suggestions as to how to live your life you see um, being as we said earlier on uh, being on on the right path because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, we get yeah, off the there's, path so there's easily. a movie there's a one one of my favorite movies is called uh, failure to launch yeah right, with Matthew McConaughey yes. in there and uh things keep happening to him he gets he gets bit by a, a dolphin he gets bit by a some kind of uh, ground squirrel and 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 his and one of his best friends says well the reason is this happening because you're not on the right path that's it and so the, it. these these animals were biting him trying to give him the message that you're on the wrong path yeah so i i saw a really good i love movies about redemption i really really do you know because i think Every one of us is looking for redemption. We've all made some bad turns on this path. And 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 this is a movie called uh, Wander Darkly. It came out without any fanfare in uh, 2020. And it's about a couple that they, did, they don't communicate very well. And they're in a car crash and they die. And in the, in the hospital, they come to realize that that they're probably dead. Whoa! <laughs> and 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 they're not quite sure if they're dead. They're not. They're wondering if they're alive. Right. In the hospital and just having these thoughts as they're as they say unconscious, or if they're dead and not sure. They're they're very confused. The first part of the movie, but the second part of the movie is all all trying to to um, um, kind of review their life and and how they failed to communicate. And how they feel to understand each other mm -hmm. and get along and be giving, and 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 but it's you see it's too late they're 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 they're, they're dead, and, and and this is very sad you know we're here in these physical bodies for a very good reason, <laughs> mm. you know to 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 have this adventure, and and later on, yes we may have thoughts beyond here, but. We should be having them now. Mm. We need to line up our actions. <laughs> well, I, I know that if, uh, you know, like from the, the Beatles song, Relax Your Mind and Flow Downstream, and the only reason I, I'm going to clear my mind, I, I wouldn't say for meditation, but my intention would be based on the, from the spiritual guidebook, it says, be still and yeah. know that be, I am God. So I would, I would, and it's almost impossible I mean, yeah. At least for me to clear my mind without within a second. It's hard. Oh, I gotta it's cut hard. the I gotta cut the grass. No, yeah. I can't. But, I can't seem to get past that, Vaughn. But but it always it always bothers me when they get these beautiful you know statements like that. Be still like that. You know, and it's mm -hmm. like, and yet you know, still it doesn't compute. You know, I mean, I mean it's so obvious that we have to be still in order to hear. So you you mentioned the Beatles and I I have a story in the in the book I don't sells, but the Beatles actually had an experience like this um, mysterious message. 
And and what it was is uh, John Lennon had had just been shot outside his apartment, and uh, the three surviving Beatles at that time thought, well, in John's memory, they're going to go into the studio and record an album, and they and they did, and they went into a, a, into there and and they recorded an album in a studio, and they had just recorded a track called. Free as a bird, free as a bird. Mm-hmm. Right. And 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 when they were d- done, everybody said, "Gosh, I just really felt John's presence in the room so heavy during that." And then they all heard the same thing coming out of a speaker. It was the voice of John Lennon saying something like, uh, "Good on you, mates. That looks sounds good." And they ran over to the speaker, and do you know that speaker was not connected? Was wow. not connected. So, so you know, and they all had the same experience, you know. So it's mass hallucination or delusion or active imagination. It's amazing how they collaborated so fully on that one. All right. You so, know, so but, we, but, we, but many people will get messages like this, and the phone's not even connected. Like people get. Messages on phones that aren't even hooked you, up. Usually, your phone rings not connected. It's it's a poltergeist trying to get hold of you. All right. So, well, so somebody maybe. wrote somebody wrote this in here for you, Vaughn. It says, "I got a friend who took a picture of a cloud formation that looked like three elephants. Then, oh, wow. a couple of days later, I heard a TikTok message where a woman dreamed about a UFO that had three elephants on its side, and a man who came out of it was a clone. What does that mean?" I don't know whether the two are connected. You know, people are seeing pictures of elephants all the time, and that might not be. I think the elephant is a very spiritual being. It it it, it is it is. I mean, I, I've seen things in in cloud formations that I thought were messages to me, mm-hmm. because after I saw them, then they would dissipate, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought it was like, whoa, you know. I mean, <laughs> the forces, you know. All you know formed a picture to communicate something mm-hmm. to me, and then after I got the message, it, it became just a, a diverse cloud. So I, I do believe in, in in cloud gazing, if you will, and the meaning of of of, of it probably did have some meaning. I I do think that if it here's the thing, if it has meaning for you, it has meaning. Mm. I, I I mean I occasionally look outside at night, and if I see a shooting star. Yeah. I always think that that, sh- that star is for me, that I came out here at the exact time, and that's that shooting star for me. Of course, one time I tried an experiment, and it's, now I hope it wasn't tempting God because you're not supposed to do that, but I said, God, if you're watching me, go ahead and just throw another one over there. You know, just, you know, sh- show me. <laughs> he didn't answer like that. I, so I kind of got to be careful about doing that. But anyway, so that yeah. didn't work. Right, hey, uh, Australian Ben says, this, says, I often feel I'm dead when I'm awake, but alive yeah. when I'm asleep. What's up with that? Thank you, Ben. That's one of my favorite thoughts. Uh, I think that a lot of people are kind of like dream walking. I think that we're we're very often, probably the only time we're really actively awake is when we're having a lucid dream. I mean, we're not really fully alive most of the time. We're just kind of wandering around, kind of in a fog. Um, So... I think this whole idea of being alive and being dead, I think, is is really confusing for a lot of people because I think that I think that we're not fully awake. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. we, you know, we most people have not fully awakened. If we were awakened, then I think we would have much more awareness and insight. How do we know that we're not the dream that somebody, yeah. else, that somebody yeah. else is having? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's very possible there's somebody else in a parallel world that's having a dream, you know, and it's us, you know, and it's like, I, I, I do think that we go somewhere in our dreams. I think we actually go somewhere, and I think that we probably kind of, live kind some of kind of a life that. somewhere, you know? And it's like, hmm, I'm kind of wondering, you know, how many families and kids I have out there. I don't know. All right, people in the live chat, do you feel like you're living in a dream? Now, some people believe that they're living in a nightmare. So, oh you know, goodness. I guess that's, that's, just pos that's a negative dream. And other people sad. just say, so we don't know whether it's a dream or it's a nightmare. Yeah. So lucid dreams usually aren't like nightmares. Nightmares are usually these fitful, restless nights where you can't really turn off your mind. It just keeps working, trying to process concerns of yesterday and worries about tomorrow, trying to resolve questions that you couldn't resolve during the day. You know, and, and, and the analytical mind is yet not fully asleep. Mm. And so it's, it continues to grind away and grind away on these problems you know, and it's half asleep, so it's not going to get any better yeah. answers. I, uh, and that's what we have our nightmares. Uh, we've had a number over the years, been doing this program since 2003, a lot of near-death experiencers. Mm. And I know that from a clinical standpoint, I, I read an article one time where they said they, they found the chemical that's causing that tunnel. So, oh, okay. So I'm thinking, no, you didn't. And you didn't find the God particle either, so stop it. I don't believe them in either case. I don't believe I don't believe that that tunnel going through and having the light and then seeing beings of light and seeing your life go before you. I don't believe that's a chemical process going on there. Could be swamp juice. <laughs> <laughs> swamp gas, right? Yeah, swamp gas. <laughs> that that seems know. to be that seems to be the homebrew. Yeah, that seems to be. Now, a grumpy old arm vet chimed in. He said, "I'm living the dream every day. We got people living the dream, Vaughn. I thought I was the only one living the dream." Well, you're just one of them, you know. I, oh. I, I like to think I'm living the dream. And I think the dream has to be a dream of service. That's what I think. It can't be wow. just like a personal. That's another you know, profound every, everybody's statement. Everybody's going to just lie on the beach and be happy. But we're only happy when we're doing something and helping others. Am I right? Man, that's another simple but profound statement and well said. Absolutely. In fact, that's what we have. I, I mentioned the two-pole questions on the website, there's actually three, and that third poll says, uh, "Have you helped this week?" And yeah. th that uh, you can choose from: helped a friend, helped a stranger, gave a gift, said a kind yeah. word, gave a smile, and somebody. And I left it in there. I'm going to help, but let's just check the results of that one. All right, 22% uh, uh, said they helped a friend and helped a stranger. 20% said they gave a gift, gave a smile. Now, who can't give a smile? Somebody says, yeah, I exactly. Man, I I'm not kidding you, Vaughn. You you know that as well as I do. A smile can literally change the direction of somebody's life. Yeah. And now let me give you a story here. And I don't like I don't like to say things because I feel like, man, if I got a reward, I don't want to steal it. But on the other hand, I I wrestle with saying something that I may have done that might be considered good only to motivate. My <laughs> only motivation is to tell others every day you can do things that make yeah. a difference. So, yeah. we were eating at a restaurant and. I always, always, always try to look at the name of who's, who the server is rather than saying, hey, you, can you get me some coffee, give me, give me a steak, whatever. 
I say the name. Well, right. I always do that. And I said it to this person and they just completely stopped. I thought they were going to drop, drop the dishes. She said, in the three years that I've been here, not a single person has addressed me by my name. And I wow. thought she, she was getting ready to cry. So wow. just that simple recognizing somebody else. So yeah, you can give a smile and believe me, you know, that's, that's like putting a rock in a, a pond and it's, it's going to have waves out there. But yeah. that's re- service. That's what you said, service. Yeah. The reason that we're yeah. here, service to others. I mean, it's so easy to be kind and it costs nothing. And, and, and in, the, in the final analysis, you know, all the people you know that are rich and famous and smart and charismatic, it's the people who are kind we have the greatest feeling for. Mm. Well, that's 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 a we've got. I think we've got some deep conversations here tonight. I think this has been a pretty overall positive uh, interview here, Vaughn. And now about this book, where can people get it? Uh, well, you can get it online at Barnes and Noble online or in a bookstore. Uh, you can get it online at Amazon. Um, yeah. Have you had any responses from it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's doing pretty well. I mean, I wrote I wrote this one as a, a sequel to the book on on uh, thought forms that was called Manifesting. Mm-hmm. It's like sending thought forms. This is a book on receiving thought forms, and then that they all they both are a kind of a, a sequel to the book on time shifts. Mm-hmm. So the next direction I go, I'm just following. I have a book on on lucid dreams because I think that people. I think people can really explore and, and, and do a lot of work in their dreams. Dream working is very, very important for people. So, so from what I gather, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you're not, and you said it really kind of in the, in the first hour, yeah. you're not saying go out there and, and get a Ouija board and start contacting no. the dead. No. What you're saying is there are messages that come to everybody. Yeah. And, and you can if, open your sort of vision to see yeah. there yeah. are messages maybe coming to you that may help you on your path. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I really don't encourage people. In fact, I discourage people from trying to contact spirits anywhere, you know, um, you know, anywhere. It's like, well, I mean, you're saying like, don't contact your dead relatives or don't send messages out there for insight. It's like, you know, I always tell people, you know, Quit asking things of God all the time. He's kind of busy, you know. What can you do for him? Come on, you know. And mm-hmm. and, it, and it's like people are all the time trying to contact the spirit realm. I think this is the wrong way to go. I, I don't believe in mediumship or channeling or any of that. But if, 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 if they're trying to contact you, I think you should listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could be that someone that was very dear to you was passed on just wanted want some closure or wants to tell you something mm-hmm. you know and I, and and it just be open to listening it happens more often than than many people might be aware mm-hmm. that when people will pass on very often usually within the first three days they'll 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 contact you in a dream or they'll they'll come to you in a daydream or they'll send a message to you and it'll be very very personal you know, and just be open to it. Just be willing to listen. It's very important to listen. My 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 one of my first teachers always said the most three important things I want you to learn are you want to write them down. Listen, listen, and listen. And I said I think I'll remember it. He said I don't know. Maybe you won't. 
So he wrote a book called Listen, Listen, Listen. <laughs> but it's extremely important to learn to listen. Hmm. Uh, and if people aren't getting messages, they can certainly uh, look, in, look in the spiritual guidebook. It says right in the King James, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So if you're not getting messages right there, you can get some messages onto your path. And perhaps once you're on the path, you might get these confirmation, like somebody said, a confirmation email, maybe a, a confirmation message from somewhere. Like a, like you said, you don't believe in coincidence, and really, I don't either. And I like you use the word synchronicity. I think it's more appropriate. Yeah. That there, like the, that was synchronicity that happened to me with the book event, you know. And yeah. I've got a lot of those kinds of stories, and I, I actually yeah. want more of those. I look for those because I know they're out there, and I know personally if I'm not seeing them, it's because I'm, I've got distracted, that's you know. It. And that's there's so many things that distract us, Vaughn. And that's another key. Let me just ask you as we start to close. What can we do to stop these distractions so that we start hearing the messages in our inbox? It's very important to focus on what's important. I mean, most of what's happening around us is just total distraction. You know, we need to, to clear all this out and, and go, go inside and, 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 and learn to listen. And this is a very quiet space. This is a place where you should be able to hear. You should be observant. You know, you take all of this away. People say, well, you know, it's hard. It's hard to turn it all off. I'll say, I always say, do you have a television? They say, yeah. I said, how do you turn it off? And you say, oh, I use the, the remote. I said, no. You go behind and you pull the cord. And then when it goes black, now you're working. You know, I, you know, it's no, you don't just put it on pause. No, you don't turn down the volume. You pull the cord and it's gone. You know, you need to absolutely strip away all these distractions of things that are really just kind of um, taking your mind off what's important. So you think that the system actually is designed to distract us so we can't hear the messages because maybe they feel like the messages yeah. actually contradict what the system is trying to tell us? I don't know why there's so much distraction in the world, but there certainly is. It's become a muddled mess. And I suppose like most things, we've done it to ourselves. We've done this. I, can't, I don't think we can blame anybody. We've just, out of our inner confusion and our ignorance, we've just... We've just gone in a hundred thousand different directions trying to find out what's important so that nothing is important. There's just, we're on overload. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Well, hey, uh, Yvonne Brassler, we're at the end, end of the broadcast. Any final statements, anything about your book or website, whatever, you just go right ahead. Well, uh, just yeah, go to the, the Amazon and you can look at the author page and I'll tell you when this thing is going to be loaded so you can see Daniel's wonderful show with me. And in uh, any future shows that will be listed there, previous shows, or talk about upcoming books. I mean, I'm going to do some new books this this fall. One will be the book on lucid dreams, hmm. and uh, and um, yeah. So I'm I'm actually going to do a television show pretty soon. I don't know how that's going to work. All right. <laughs> I, I have a good face for uh, radio. <laughs> yeah. well, good, well, good good luck on the show. Hey, whenever that comes about, man, send me a link. Thank you. Will do. All right, uh, Vaughn, I appreciate you coming on the show. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>